Almost eight years ago, Tanya Eberhardt's 20-year marriage ended, and she left behind two businesses. She walked out the door with her first brand face book in her hand and a newly founded business of the same name. She had one client. This brought a tremendous amount of stress and pressure, but in Tanya's words, when your dream is strong enough, you push through the pressure. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Tanya Eberhardt is an international best-selling author, host of the Be Bold Branding Podcast, founder of Brandface, a branding firm that has helped podcasters, authors, coaches, speakers, and solopreneurs in four countries and 43 U.S. states to stand out and become an authority in their market through the power of personal branding. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you, Carol. What a great introduction. Well, it's all about you. This is incredible. I am so excited because, as I told you before the show started, personally, I want to gain much from this. And I know that my audience is feeling the same way. We all have something we want to sell. And when I say that, I think you will agree that we all sell ourselves in no matter what we're doing, correct? Absolutely. Every single time. Let's start from your very beginning, which is your story, selling vacuum cleaners. And then what happened? Well, that's my very humble beginning. I sold vacuum cleaners to pay my way through college. And um, and I realized very early on, I guess it's where I got my first taste of personal branding because I knew in order to get in more doors, I'd have to share my story. I can't just walk up to a door and say, hand me your wallet. It doesn't really work like that. <laughs> so I had to come up with a story. And, uh, and I did that. And as such, I did really, really well. Um, I, I was discovered by somebody in the radio industry actually out selling one day and ended up, uh, in a sales job in the radio world for the next 18 years. But that is really where I got, I, I understood the impact that personal branding has on a business because when I first got into radio, I noticed that there were business owners in my town and, and they were honestly like rock stars. People scrambled to just have a conversation with them. And, and those people all had one thing in common, those top 
level people, they were their own, um, they were the face of their own business, the face and the voice of their own uh business. They were on their radio commercials and their newspaper ads on television ads. And of course, back then there was no Um, internet. That was 1988. Um, I began to realize the power of personal branding and I started bringing more of my clients into the studio. Uh, The ones I thought would do well and presenting themselves as the face of their business, I would bring them in. I wrote their commercials. I would work with them to produce it, to really kind of talk about the story behind their business and really hone in that messaging toward the people they were trying to attract. Um, I didn't know the term back then, personal branding. I was just not aware of it, um, but that's actually uh-huh, what uh-huh. I was doing. And so over the next 18 years, um, I worked with people of all levels um, across, you know, all different um, media platforms. The last six years that I was in radio, I was actually working for a company who had multiple Uh, media outlets. And so we worked with daily newspaper, weekly newspaper, television, radio networks, um, direct mail, you name it. And so I was helping people formulate that message and brand across all those different platforms. And so that led to um, years later, Brandface being formed um, to help other people do the same thing. So that's where the inspiration came from. It's exactly where it came from. So one of the reasons um, for the inspiration, that was more the professional reason for the inspiration. Okay. And it probably wasn't until a couple of years ago that I really kind of uh, learned more about the real reason for brand face. And I think you just don't realize that until you mature in what you're doing and until you have more wisdom as you, as you grow. But I grew up in a small town, um, really small. Um, my family on both sides, uh, there was alcoholism and addiction pretty much everywhere you looked. And so I grew up in that and by the grace of God, you know, I, I escaped that myself, but, um, but many of my family members and friends did not. And I, I realized several years into brand face, it's like, wow, I now know why I'm so passionate about this as young people growing up, sometimes the only difference between a young person headed for their next drug deal and one headed off to college with a bright future is self-worth. Wow. Personal branding brings self-worth. And I've seen it in multi-million dollar you know, entrepreneurs. I've seen it in people just starting a new business, no matter how confident and how much self-worth you think you have coming into the personal branding process. If done correctly, the amount of confidence and self-worth you have only grows astronomically through that process. And so if we can get people to see that they're special and how unique they are, in their specialness, <laughs> uh, I think that it would change the world. And so, you know, this is our own small part of impacting um, entrepreneurs and business owners in that way. But really where it came from is my childhood. Personal branding brings self-worth. I want you to expound, if you would, a little bit on that. Uh, do you, do you um, have clients who have very low self-worth that you need to address before you can take them to the next level? Or do, is it a process that everyone goes through? Um, over the years, I've probably had clients that 
needed a shot of self-worth in the rear, right? Um, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't have a lot, you know, to begin with. But for the most part, we deal with pretty confident professionals. Okay. Um, so they know what they're doing with their, you know, with their career. Uh, they're very confident in their ability to do the work and to help their clients. But um, I think they don't even realize a lot of times what might be missing and how much more confidence they have once they dial that story in. Because it's one thing to say, I own a business and maybe you have a logo and, you know, you've got you know uh -huh. a, your brand colors, you've got a few business cards and you've got a great looking website, right? But there's a big, big difference between having the basics that other people call branding, the logo, the photo, the tagline, um, and and a full and complete brand, meaning your story is now dialed in. It's put together so well that you have an elevator pitch. You have something we call signature sound bites, which are just basically bullet points, you know, a reader's digest version, if you will, of your brand. Um, and a biography, you've got a photo shoot, you have all different kinds of, you know, uh, poses uh, in your photo shoot collection. You have brand imagery that is consistent across the board. You have multiple versions of your logo, various file types and sizes. Um, and so you put all of that together and you have everything you need to market yourself very purposefully. And I think that's the big thing. If you ask anybody what they felt like coming into the brand face program and then what they felt like go leaving confidence is always a word that they add to that organized, confident. They feel like they finally have their story out there. And I guess a lot of people too, a lot of professionals just share the professional side of their story as well. Okay. I started in the, you know, the coaching industry and, um, I've started out working with people in this category and then I moved to people in this category and this is what I'm doing today. And I have this program that you can be a part of, right? That's all good and fine, but it's boring. So I want to know who is that person that I'm going, that's going to be helping me. Who is that person that I'm going to do business with? Where did they come from? What, who or what might have influenced them in their life to get them to the point that they're at today? Why are they doing what they're doing for exactly the people they're doing it for? And how does it change their lives? So when you have all of that at your fingertips and ready to go and every bit of the messaging, you know, that story, uh -huh, uh -huh. imagery, what the brand looks like, and it's all dialed in and it's all ready to put out there, you wake up in the morning with a spring in your step. They're just, there's nothing to replace having it all together in one place, ready to go. And it's consistent all across every single thing you do to market yourself. This is what makes brand face stand out. Correct? Thank you, Carol. Yes. <laughs> we believe so. <laughs> How long does that process usually take? Six to eight weeks. No way. Mm -hmm, absolutely. That's an awesome. Yeah. You know, when we first started, um, you know, as a lot of people do, we did it wrong. You know, we, we were shooting emails back and forth. We were working with people one-on-one, -on -one, which of course we still do. Um, but we, we had, we were just kind of 
a little bit chaotic in the very beginning. And then we realized, you know what, if we put this into modules and put it online in Brandface Academy, which is what we call, you know, our um, training uh-huh, modules uh-huh. That, that help guide us along with our clients through the branding process, then instead of sending eight emails back and forth explaining, hey, here's what we're about to do and here's how we do it and why we do it that way, you know, and let's take the next step. Why don't we just put that into a few short videos? Here's what we're going to do. Watch these few little videos on your own time whenever you can. Click this, schedule your session, and while you're waiting on that session, go ahead and move to the next thing and click that and trigger something else, you know, something on our end. And so it keeps it moving along at a fast pace, but it's 100% all of the personal attention that you need because there's no way not to have personal attention. Uh. There's no such thing as cookie cutter branding in the personal branding world. You can take two pizza restaurants and you might be able to give them a similar logo and, and similar colors and, you know, do a few graphic things that look similar. Um, but there's a huge difference when it comes to people. People are all uniquely different and their story is very different. And so if you're going to do it right, you know, which is why we call ourselves the most comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe. Um, if you're going to do it right, you've got to dig deep. And so that's why we do what we do. It's that digging deep and that discovery process that comes with every human being as a result of that digging deep. I'll, I'll give you a great example, Carol. When we get to the phase of working with our clients and their brand messaging is all done, and they and that's my cue to step back into the process. We have several different people that they'll work with, each specializing in different oh, things. Okay. And I specialize in, you know, some me and a couple of others specialize in the brand um, messaging. So they'll get on a call with me. I'll read their bio to them. We'll go through their brand messaging. And very often, very often, there are actually tears on that call because oh. the first thing they'll say is, oh my gosh, I I just didn't know how, I, I didn't realize how much I had accomplished. Is that really me? Uh, and then the funnier days are when they start crying and then they say, oh, uh, I want to be friends with that person. Who is that? Right? <laughs> and so they're seeing themselves through somebody else's eyes for the very first time. And where you may be reluctant to see yourself as special or super unique, um, we are not shy about seeing you that way. And that's actually what we do really, really well. So that's just the most gratifying part of what we do is seeing that person literally change through the process and become so much more proud of their own accomplishments and confident about putting themselves out there in the world. And because if you do your brand right, you have no competitors because there's no one like you. So I think that answers my next question as to why personal branding is so important today. Yes, it does. And I can elaborate on that. Yes, please. Sure. Well, since the advent of the internet, um, you know, we've had a lot of personal come into our homes and on our phones and, you know, on our desktops. And, um, and it just expands our ability to showcase the things that make us unique. Um, before we really, you had to go pick up a magazine or a newspaper or hear a radio commercial or see someone on TV or pass by their billboard. Right. But now you can see their message. You can see their video. You can see their social media platforms and how they interact with people with a touch of a button. And so that 
brings personal branding to the forefront more powerfully than it has ever had the ability to be. Then you put COVID-19 on top of that, the pandemic these last few years that we've had to deal with and how it basically crippled us for uh-huh, a while. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you realize, okay, this, this personal branding thing's about to get real. <laughs> and a lot of people that really had not heard of it, had not thought of it, had just kind of ignored it for so long, were in a position that they no longer could do that because they find that everybody online is, they have their own story. It's just how well are you going to tell yours? How dialed in is your story going to be and how powerful and impactful is it going to be on behalf of your business? That's an excellent summary. And for that part, thank you so much. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, first of all, what's the difference between marketing and branding? And the difference between building a brand and promoting a brand, you're going to give us some tips. I know this is exciting and I really appreciate because I know what's coming and I thank you in advance. So we'll be right back and we're going to talk some more. And also you're going to tell us what putting on my shoes means. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another. Gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. With me today is Tanya Eberhardt, and she is talking about a unique way of looking at personal branding, not the way that probably most of us have looked at it before. And what she is offering is also, for the sake of a better word, unique, because there are a lot of people out there that offer her services, but I can guarantee you just from what we've heard so far, there's nobody that goes to the extent that brand-faced does. So my first question to you before we talk a little more about marketing, etc. is, what does putting on my shoes mean? <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a term that I use when people ask me, you know, what do you, what did you do when you got, did you ever get so frustrated and have things always been just, you know, sunshine and roses? Uh, and if not, <laughs> how did you handle that? And of course, things have not always been sunshine and roses. <laughs> so, so I find that every time I had a really challenging day and I, we've all had those days, it's like, oh, can I just, I, I don't know if I can do this one more day. Right. And I always, made myself go into my closet, put my walking shoes on and go for a walk. And sometimes those walks would last for two or three hours, but I always came back with the answer every (laughs) single time. And, and I think that's just a matter of getting out of your own head, right? You've got to get out of the space you're in. You've got to get out of the mood you're in, um, get away from the things that maybe got you into that mood and put yourself out in nature and walk it out. And that's really how I got through a lot of very challenging times early on. Interesting that you said that. I do that with my dog. 
and it just seems like when you're in an office all day in particular and I and, and things are just coming at you from every direction and you don't know you can't think clearer anymore right you look at the dog and it's like no stress so let's go for a walk exactly <laughs> it does so much for you exactly and she loves it too so like you know oh good win, Mom, win. I'm stressed yeah let's go <laughs> but isn't that interesting that you said that Be putting your shoes on I like that and it is true get your shoes on get out move mm -hmm. re and reboot so thank you for sharing that okay now get down to the nitty-gritty what first of all is the difference between marketing and branding not very often do I hear the word branding, except from people who may not really know what it means. You know, I look at it in very simplified terms, okay? You ask 20 different people what personal branding or branding means, what's the definition of it, you'll probably get 20 different answers. Okay. It's like talking to the IRS, right? Uh, so so what, here's how I look at it. Um, your brand is really what you want to be known for, how people view you. Okay. So marketing is utilizing different vehicles or platforms, different marketing vehicles or marketing channels like television, like YouTube videos, like Facebook ads, like postcards, billboards, you name it. Using different channels to get a message out to your potential customer. Your brand is that message and image that you're putting out there on those platforms. So, so for instance, how do you even know what to put into your marketing unless first of all, you know who it is you're trying to attract, mm. what it is that sets you apart from everyone else in your space who also is trying to attract that person and, and why they would want to listen to you, why they would want to do business with you. So those things, you know, a brand represents those things both in language, in the brand messaging, and in visuals, in the brand imagery. So all of those things pulled together are a brand. A brand is really an ecosystem of a lot okay. of different things. And people, a lot of people say, well, it's your reputation, it's this, it's what you're known for, it's a lot of those things. And they're not necessarily wrong at all. But we look at it as an ecosystem. And I'll tell you one other thing. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you can't, you can't build your brand. It's up to your customers to decide what your brand is. And I say absolutely false, right? That's not, really? that's not correct. That's not correct at all. Because yes, if you don't do anything, your customers are going to decide, hey, you're lazy or you like, I'm not going <laughs> to, I have no business doing business with you. I don't even know what you stand for, right? So they'll decide what they feel about you. And ultimately they'll decide whether they do business with you. But if you don't build your brand first before you promote it, which is, you know, building the brand versus promoting the brand, which means marketing. If you don't do that first, then how, mm. then how do you shape or influence what you want them to know and feel about you? We have a, an obligation to ourselves and to our businesses to say, this is what I stand for. This is what I want you to know about me. I'd love it if you felt this way about me and creating that atmosphere, right? It's kind of like going into this great restaurant. One of them is, you know, cold concrete floors okay. and, and stainless steel tables. And another has this amazing, gorgeous ambiance, right? How do you have, you have to create that as a mm. business owner. And so that's what your brand is. So it, it's how you make your customer feel. 
It is. That's yeah. That's one definition. But when we say build a brand, that means we have to create the language to explain those things and the visuals so that they so that they align with the message we're trying to get out there. Um, so so those things, the message and the imagery will tell people this is what you do. This is what you stand for. This is who you do it for. This is how it makes their life better. And all of those things collectively become a brand. Now, what is your 3D formula? That is the simplistic way that we help clients through building a brand top to bottom in six to eight weeks. Um, The 3Ds stand for define, develop, and display. And they're pretty easy. In the definition phase, you're really looking at who it is you're trying to attract. Because how do you even know what to put into your marketing unless, first of all, you know who it is you're trying to attract? So you've got to know that first. Then you've got to know what are some things that make you different from your competitors. Not better than, because better is subjective. Different is inarguable. So you know those things and then you create kind of like this marketing hook, the slogan or tagline, if you will, that we call it a brand identifier because we believe it sets the tone and direction for what you want to be known for. So that's one kind of marketing hook. And the reason we do it that way, if you think about this, Carol, think about your brand kind of like a book. Your brand sort of is your book because it's your story of who you are, why you do what you do. But you can't possibly fit the entire story onto the cover of the book. It would nobody would read it. <laughs> it would because they wouldn't be able to. But that's the cover of the book can have the glimpse. It can have that glance. It can have that brand identifier that says, "Ah, this is what you stand for," right? Your photo, the background imagery, everything that pulls together that attracts somebody to that book and they want to, they look at that Mm. book cover and they say, hmm, I'm interested to learn more about what's inside. And so you can't put your entire brand on every piece of marketing material, Mm -hmm. only put the lead parts, the marketing hook, the imagery, the things that you want to attract them right away, or at least intrigue them right away. And, and that's, that's really, you know, what we do in the define phase is we think about, okay, what do we want? Who do we want to attract? And what's our story? And then in the in the development phase, it's just creating the logos, the brand colors, the background imagery, taking the right photos of you, writing all that brand messaging, um, like bios and elevator pitch and things like that, Mm -hmm. all different puzzle pieces, if you will, that when you put those together in the right combinations, that become, then you're ready to market yourself. And that's what happens in the display, um, phase is not just the, you know, marketing, but it's basically customizing all of your marketing platforms with those, that same messaging and same look and feel so that whether somebody runs across you on Google, they landed on your website or they hit your Facebook page or your TikTok channel or, or, or YouTube, or they run and see you on a billboard, no matter what that is, you want that consistency of message and image to be there across the board. So that's what we mean by displaying your brand correctly and consistently. So those are the three, you know, uh, core values of the, of the 3D branding. And I imagine you have some incredibly thankful clients and how you've changed. Uh, you know, I'd probably say it better if I would tell you how thankful I am for them. 
yes, they're so kind and they're so wonderful and they absolutely love their brands because they're unique to them. But if I, I would be remiss to, to say that they hadn't changed our lives because they're some of the most incredible people. And when you get a chance to sit down and learn about somebody's story, Mm -hmm. every human being is so unique and it's so fascinating. And to have the honor to help write that story and position that person in the world the way they deserve to be positioned, there's nothing like it. It's a blessing. What a wonderful answer. Thank you, Tanya. Now, we were going to talk about your books, but one thing I want to ask you before that, and that is, what are the biggest mistakes that people make in maybe trying to do this themselves? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, there are quite a few. Okay. So, but the first one truly is um, they market, they try to market themselves before their brand is built. So they just kind of put something out there, slap a logo on it. They've got a nice photo. They've got some brand colors. They maybe even have a tagline, but the depth of their story and the depth of their purpose and who they're actually talking to and all of those things are still missing, right? So the comprehensive nature of the brand is missing the rest of the ecosystem, you know, and uh, we say, you know, a logo, a photo and a tagline is not a brand. Those are marketing elements or branding Mm, elements. mm -hmm. They're pieces. They're not the whole brand. So that's one thing. And the only thing that can happen, unfortunately, when you try to brand without actually building your, your, um, when you try to market uh, without actually building that brand first, is that you end up marketing like a lot of your competitors. You just look at what somebody else is doing and say, oh, yeah, because if you think about it, you know, let's take real estate, for example, if you look at real estate websites, almost all of them are exactly the same. Their business cards look the same, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. the same. And that's because they haven't done the hard work that it takes to like dial that brand in. Right. So once they dial that in, though, nothing about them looks like anybody else. Excellent point. Very yeah. well stated. Thank you. Now, you tell be- us about your books. We have uh, four personal branding books. Um, The original one started out, you know, in 2000, I think I started writing it in 2012. Um, But it was the original one for business owners just called Brandface, be the face of your business and a star in your industry. And, And then when I met my future business partner, who actually he was a client first, he was a real estate um auctioneer, real estate investor, and real estate broker. When I took him through the Brandface program, his his business quadrupled in the first year. <laughs> and it was incredible, just incredible. So I said to him, you know what? I'm thinking about doing another Brandface book specifically for real estate professionals. Would you co-author that with me? And he did. Oh my goodness. And then I went to another um, client of mine at the time who was a fantastic gentleman as well. And um, and he was in the home improvement space and absolutely raved about his brand everywhere he went. And so I asked him to become a, a co-author in Brandface for Home Improvement Professionals, which he did. And then Michael and I, I mean, Michael's my business partner today. He's the real estate um Person, right? And Michael and I uh, came back together again to do Brandface for entrepreneurs because Michael's very much entrepreneurial in his space and uh, had a lot of great advice to share about his journey as a Brandface, um, as an entrepreneur, as well as being just in the real estate industry. So, so those are the four we have out uh, right now. 
We have another one coming out in uh, January. Um, I'm holding that under lock and key for right now, but but you'll be one of the first to know when, <laughs> when we unveil that title. <laughs> in our listening audience, if you're thinking or wondering if this is for you, how would you address that, Tanya? Well, first of all, if if you are in an, any kind of business that is customer facing, so whether you're a salesperson or you own your own business or you are the head of a division um, and not just customer facing necessarily, but if you are employee facing, perhaps, you know, maybe you run a whole company division and you don't necessarily meet face to face with customers, but you want to attract all the right people to work underneath you or with you. Um Anything we do that we're facing customers, which is pretty much all of us, Carol, (laughs) um, we want to make sure that we give that right impression, right? First impression is a whole lot. And so I would encourage you that if, if any of those situations exist for you, then you really owe it to yourself to put your best face forward, right? And the other bit of advice I would give with that is don't forget you know, how unique you are. Every person has that inner star. And that's really what we love to do is we, somebody asked me one time, Hey, make me a star, make me a star. And I instantly replied, we don't make stars. We unveil them. (laughs) And, and that I truly, truly believe that everybody has a star. Yes. So as you're talking brand face, now I get it. You're the face of your brand. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And this is so exciting. I hope that, first of all, everybody goes to the website and connects with you and also get your books. You've got so much to offer, and I can't wait. And I think that the audience, hopefully, is feeling the same way. You've been so informative. I thank you so much for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. The pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much, Carol. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope, featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.